0: This is Mika. And we have a special guest with us today. Oh, look, there's Dante. Right. Oh, oh, there you go. Go ahead and introduce your girl. Ahead, you introduce- right on your, set, your part. What's your name, All girl? Right. Dante. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dante. All right.
1: And we have a special guest with us today. If you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. How you doing, everybody? My name is Hussein Abdullah, CEO of H.A. Homes, author of the book, you get Everything and Reset.
0: Okay, okay. I like that all slogan, right. by the way. Or I like it. how you have that broken out fear. I like that a lot. Thank you. All righty. Um, and you are joining us all the way from Brooklyn, New York? Right now I'm in Texas,
1: but um, I'm from Brooklyn.
0: Oh, okay. You live in Texas? I
1: have houses all over, but right now I'm in Texas.
0: Okay. 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 <laughs> Heard of um,
1: Right now I'm in central Texas in Colleen Bell County, about Fort Hood, if
0: you know Fort Hood. Okay, I just left Colleen for a dance competition. yep, about a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um and Zeus said hello to you got to us. You guys if y'all want to wave to Zeus and say hello back. He's on Instagram saying hi to us. Um that's another one of we had him on a while ago. So um has your day being? How is your weekend been? I feel like in Oklahoma City, we've had a lot. A lot going on. Um, the city's been kind of cracking and busy up here. So how things been down there where you are?
1: In terms of Colleen, Colleen is really small. It's a small city, 130,000 people. That's why I like it. One of the reasons why I like it is to change your pace from Brooklyn. So for me, not really too much going on. I mean, it's the first of the month, so it's about to be a busy time in terms of rent. But other than that, just
0: tax season. Tax season. Okay. Okay. I get it. Um, Dante Mika. Mika Dante, you went to live band, live music last night. How was that? Oh, y'all cutting out on me. This is horrible over here. My internet connection is driving me crazy. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, sure. We can hear you. How How we now? Now? <laughs> <laughs> um... Weekend was cool. Um, Y'all did go to live band. That was actually... Pretty fun. I actually enjoy it because they do like the verses, and so it's like uh three different um artists up there, but they're actually singing together. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. It was good though. I enjoyed it, but other than that, just been doing homework all weekend. Well, how's oh, that going? That's my life. You finish it up on time? What'd you say? I said, Are you gonna finish it up on time? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm Yeah, fast. absolutely. Hold oh, on, look, when is that test do Dante? it's due today it's due today <laughs> but i started working on it early i started that's working on it early so I'm, I'm actually almost done I only have three more questions uh, oh this. that's good look at you we proud of you yeah. so Dante is the one that usually will be at 1159 pushing submit and mad, mad because it ain't going through you know the internet <laughs> acting up or something <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then she'd be frustrated because that's kind of how it is. So we're proud of you. Look at you, friend. She taking school this, this time around. She didn't decide she she's going to do something. She kind of sneaks it out. We're proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. You said what? that said you ready to be done with school. Yeah, hell yeah. I just got a bad case of procrastination, and I pray about that every all the time. Put it on my board, like, for a... Uh, uh, Every January, my vision board, I'm not going to be a procrastinator. And I don't know. I'm getting a little better, I guess. You're um, getting a little bit better. Yeah, it sounds like you get a little bit better with it. It's mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah, give yourself a little bit credit. credit. Yeah, I'm getting better. Okay. Um. So how this goes is I ask a question. You answer. We all answer, right? So um, in speaking to you um, earlier this, or yesterday when we talked, He said you have a wife. I want to ask you: Do you and your wife still have like genuine makeout sessions? No, he's engaged. Right? Not a wife. Oh, you're engaged. Sorry. Yeah, I'm engaged. So, do you and your fiance still have genuine makeout sessions? I'm extremely
1: attracted to my fiance.
0: No, like makeout sessions, like you know, like.
1: Let me clarify. We'd be very okay. I'm extremely attracted
0: to to my
1: fiance. So. Everything goes, yeah. Like holding hands, the terms of endearment, kissing, all yeah. Extremely attractive, my guys. You you look at, look in the gram, you'll see it. Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely.
0: Um. How um. How important is it? Do you guys think it is in a relationship to have makeout sessions?
1: I don't know about makeout sessions specifically, but in terms of intimacy and attraction, that's really important. I mean, you're you're foundation of your relationship can't be physical attraction. It has to be more than that because otherwise it's just dating. But yeah, you want to be attracted to the person you're with. Like I try to get in the gym here and you know what I'm saying, you don't want to let yourself go too too far. It should go both ways.
0: Okay. Now, Capri, when you say like an intimate session, help me understand. Cause I am um, I'm, I'm talking like, like you know question, like like, no sex, just, like, we just cuddled up under each other, kissing, feeling, like, Megas-ish. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, of course. I like, think if you if you in a relationship or married or anything and you're not having those, at some point, like, that's going to get boring as hell. Well, yeah, I, I just think that's an important part of a relationship in general, is intimacy. Period. You he know, married- I don't know. Like y'all know, I, I have make out sessions all the time because that's the way that I feel connected to my partner. Like is, you know, through intimacy and stuff like that. So I don't know, I guess but some people don't, uh make us some you know, a lot of people don't have intimacy. But I'm saying I'm not saying like all the time because, you know, I d I don't have it like, you know, all the time. But I'm saying at some point if we're not having some type of make out session, like we never have, you know what I'm saying? I think there's gonna be issue because it's gonna be some type of if y'all not having some type of, int- I don't know, I just don't think that it would be stay strong if y'all ain't got that connection. I think I some people... On the people. I think some people kind of lose like, um, so some people consider like full out sex like the intimacy part, right? To me, I'm like, Dante, I need those like um, make-out sessions. Those sessions where we just like, are like, we're being intimate, but we're not going all the way. Like, we're kissing, we're connecting, we're like, you know i'm in your lap or i'm sitting next to you or i'm looking up sitting up, like whatever that looks like like i need that 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 helps me be more connected you know what i'm saying because it's like we're kind of like in our own world just the two of us connected in this space right here and i think sometimes some people consider like full-out sex like their intimacy like oh we're intimate we have sex all the time right um, but not really that true connection that doesn't come that you know that you get on the other side of just not exactly. just sex, but we also get like, I don't know, like you get the feeling like you get the pheromones or the, the hormones that go along with sex, but still we're not having full-on sex. That makes exactly.
1: sense. If you market, I could mm-hmm. yes. so a term that we throw around around here in terms of business and in terms of our lifestyle is delayed gratification. The okay. room, we know that delayed gratification makes everything better by the time you get what you're looking for, no matter what it is. Whether right. it's a car a purse, whether it's sexual, what have you. So in terms of being a businessman, pre-COVID, I would fly about eight times a month. Because we have offices in different cities. I invest in different cities, whatnot. So a lot of times I travel, do like what I call like my little world tour. So in terms of my relationship we have that time where we're not necessarily together. So you get those texts, you get those phone calls. We get to send a picture here and there like, oh, what you got on today, this, that, and third. So that also kind of keeps it fun because when you're not next to the person you really want to see every day, you think about them. You know, sometimes you get that person. I don't know if you guys are single, married or whatever, but, you know, maybe you have friends or whatever. Somebody will say, like, why didn't you text me? You wasn't thinking about me? And it's like... Nah, I really wasn't. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's also nice and refreshing to get that good morning text, to get that good night text, to get that little selfie pic, whatever it is. So, you know, it helps. So in terms of that, being a part, having that delayed gratification, I mean, I can't wait to get back home. I can't wait. That that also keeps things fresh in terms of being a, um, a business businessman. I agree. That is Um
0: Yeah, I agree I- too, 100%. I- i think like time apart from your that and that's really important too just even like throughout the day like even if like you have to come home to your partner you know on a regular basis that time apart from each other i think kind of extends or gives you some time to kind of be in your world i'm in my world and then we're doing our own thing you know what i'm saying but then like you said those moments that you stop and think about me throughout your day that you like you know what babe i really miss you it's like one o'clock in the afternoon I'm just in the dead middle of my stuff and you send me that message. That kind of message, that kind of stuff matters. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you guys do sexting? You believe in sexting? I've I've never like done it. I mean, but I wouldn't say that I'm against it. I've just never done it. You know what I'm saying? Now I think it would be good, like, you know, if you at work and maybe, you know, you wanna kind of get it hot, a little hot, you know what I'm saying, for late on in the evening, kind of start sending a little sexy stuff, but I don't see nothing wrong with it. I just ain't never done it. Ain't that a sex thing though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a, saying I've never done that. There's a range
1: to it. You know what it is, too? Just because, you know, sometimes my listeners are young or whatever it is. I'm going to say this. For y'all young people, just watch it with the pictures and videos. Yeah. yeah that's it. Um, <laughs> That's something that I've never I don't really because you just never know you know right I mean? and then is this I, I didn't put that out there I'm a retired math teacher okay okay I taught math for New York City I worked for the city 14 years so a lot of times when I speak it's like formulaic or it's logic based it's that and the third so I have this theory and you guys let me know what you guys think about this most people only have one relationship in their life that works. Only one. So I'll give you I'll give you my logic and you tell me what you think. Okay. Date you 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 get married. Unless you die or one of you guys die in that relationship, that's the only one that works. Now let's say somebody dies early and you get married again and you stay in that one until you die, then maybe you get two. But you only get one relationship that works otherwise you wouldn't have broke up with the other person. So by that logic, ninety nine percent of the relationships that you're gonna have aren't gonna work. So for the young people out there, keep the pictures and videos to yourself because that's gonna go out for a long time with the way the internet set up. But what do you guys think about that idea?
0: Yeah, I've never thought about it like that, but you're right. Yeah, because work throughout your life. You do end up having like you do end up doing a lot of serial dating. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily like. I'm just, with I mean, now some people, some people do kind of skip that dating process. Some people meet that person in high school and genuinely stay with that person all their life. But that's like a 1% chance, right? Yeah, really? I, I've never they dated. Feel
1: that- but even that, even, I have an aunt and uncle that met when they were like 15, 16 and married now 35, 40 years. Still, but that's only one relationship in
0: their life that worked. That's it. You're right. You're right. That's true, though. You can't, can't. argue with that logic. That's very true. That's are Because right. anybody you break up with, it didn't work. So, obviously. For some, whatever right. reason, even if it was on, I mean, mutual grounds that it didn't work, it still didn't work. It still didn't right. work. Right. So, <laughs> I'm with have. you on the videos and the pictures. Like, young people really do need to know that. And th- that's a good, like, analogy, like, to use or logic to use to kids. Like, letting them know, like, only one, one of your relationships are ever going to work. So why well, send your pictures to this dude and that dude and that dude, and next thing you know, everybody got pictures of you. Of this woman, that woman, and that woman? Because <laughs> that's was... that for just kids. That's for grown people sitting out to oh, Yeah, Right. You talked about yesterday, you're going to look up 10 years from now, and them pictures go, and them videos go <laughs> research, and she's going to be like, uh. <laughs> Like we said, we hope we hope it was sitting pretty when it show up. I like, yeah, <laughs> hope it was nice. <laughs> right. I hope, it, hope it was propped up and you got a good angle. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> said, like, I mean, it ain't just kids. I mean, you never know. Cause like again, that relationship may not work and you you be out there. You'll be out there. So not to, so Mika, you've never sexed before? Sexed? Been in sexing relationships before, ever? No. No. <laughs> no. Because I am I'm, I'm I, I get it. Like, it probably kind of, maybe, I don't know. I guess maybe I've sent, like, you know, like, sent, sent something to my husband saying something. I might have said something nasty. Like, you know, what's going on That's with sexy. Me? I know, but I'm trying to think, like, you know how you think? I'm pretty sure I have. I mean, it's been freaking 13 years. I mean, I would have to. You know, we are gonna get 13 years, I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember like just sitting in six and nothing. Tomorrow.
1: It's a new year, new you. Start tomorrow. Just,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> that know. Right. Dante, hey, what about you? Yeah, we do. We, we, hot, we do. Getting hot and ready, huh? We do pretty, yeah, we do often. I mean, I'll say often, maybe, you know, a couple times a week or something like that. Or will so, sex th- will so be- is there a limit to where you can go so should sexting only stay in like the flirty area or can it get like real vulgar like should it, it do you feel some kind vulgar. of way if it gets too bad why um, because that's a partner you you're okay. doing the acting, right don't speak on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get as nasty as you want it. i mean vulgar as you want to get it i mean yeah, I mean, if you're doing it, you might as well go out of the way. she give it 150% at that point. Um. So, what about you, sir? Tell me, so, do y'all, so since you traveled a lot, mm-hmm. was sexting important or was it just like a waste? Like, let's not sext mm-hmm. till I get closer mm-hmm. to the house. Like, men don't, like, do men, like, not want sexting-type texts if they're, like, at, not in Oklahoma, like, not where you are?
1: Locally, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I, I, I'm sure the three of y'all don't have the same opinions on everything. So I wouldn't speak for every minute. You know what I'm saying? And to me, I, I don't know. Like, it just, I'm not really the type. I'll say it like this. 90%, maybe 95% of how I live my life is, believe it or not, just off of feeling. Just off of what feels right. I listen to that little voice. In fact, exactly. and I, And I like to be human. So I might tell you one thing today. And have a difference of opinion them all. And I'm not a hypocrite. That's just how I feel. Feelings are fleeting. You know what I mean? So, now nah, I wouldn't, I'm not the type of dude that answers questions for everybody. I, I feel like us as black people, we get that enough, but we got to an answer for everybody. You know what I mean? Nah. Right. I don't know what every guy does. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Well, um, does anybody else have any
0: questions for past that part? No, y'all no? have no questions? Y'all ain't like getting frisky tonight? No, plan. Um. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit
1: more about who you are, sir. I mean, it depends. You know, it's hard It's, it's hard for me to answer a question like that because I don't know what you think I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I asked you, if you, if you have children, you have children? I do. And you're a mother. So, to your child, you're a mother. You know what I'm saying? To your significant others, you're a daughter. I mean, I don't know. All I know is, hopefully... You ask other people to say I'm a stand-up guy. At the
0: end of the day, if I'm a stand-up guy, I do what I was supposed to do. So, I mean, you're so. Well, I mean, you're like we know that so far at this point, you know, you're about to be a husband. I mean, yeah. you're a father or your father. Yeah, I'm a father. You're, you're. I mean, you're actually you sell homes, right? You're a realtor. No, I'm not a realtor. I'm a consultant. There's, a a re- consultant. there's
1: reasons. For there no, is.
0: Okay, gotcha. Okay, I got a question. So you say you were a math teacher for fourteen years. How did you make that transition out of doing that? Because that's a long time to be a math teacher. Is
1: it? I yeah. think so. Well, all right, let's do this. Most teachers become teachers in their early twenties. And to get to fifty five to retire, that's a minimum of thirty years. I I retired at thirty seven. And I was supposed to retire at 36, but I had a car crash, so I couldn't leave the state because the court case was a whole thing. But, um, yeah, I started, I started working for the city when I was, like, 22. So, you know, I don't feel like it was that, that long of a time because I know some teachers that took 30, 40 years. My mom was a teacher for, like, almost 40 years. Okay. And that being said the transition was real easy, right, because it's bad. in In my business... It's all about multiplication, addition, subtraction, division, decimals. It's very simple. You know, if you want to make a certain margin, that makes something a good investment or a bad investment. We measure time to, to measure our investments. And what I do is, I'm still an educator. A lot of people, like, y'all know the story of McDonald's? You just kind of like, y'all know the story of McDonald's? Y'all know Ray Kroc? Y'all know? All right, so I'm going to tell you how to watch this movie. And, and this is why I'm as a person. Man. Like I'm a teacher. Like it, 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 I, I emanate. It comes off me. I'm a teacher. So the, the, the story of McDonald's is there's two McDonald's brothers. That's where they get the name from. But the guy who made them blow up, his name was Ray Kroc. Right. There's a movie on Netflix you can watch called The Founder. So what, what ends up happening is there's a belief that all right, what, what what business is
0: McDonald's in? They're in the well. They're they're yeah. in the business of making burgers but they're in the business of um i've heard that before exactly I, I didn't up, whatever. yeah i heard it before but i can't remember but it's not the burger business they're in the business of something else real estate. like huh They're yeah, real estate yes they're in it so they so their real estate their business is a real estate so they're basically looking at real estate like we see the burgers and the fries and the food but they actually started putting their restaurants in places that were like they looked at the real estate, like how valuable was it? Was the spot that they actually put their restaurant on?
1: Right. So, so what Ray Kroc did, I won't give you the whole movie because it's an interesting story. At least I think so. He revolutionized a lot of things with that concept. So McDonald's is one of the largest real estate holding companies in the world. Everywhere you see McDonald's, they own that property. They own that land. So that being said, people ask, oh, you're in real estate, you're in real estate. Nah, no, I'm not a real estate, I'm an education. I love this. I don't necessarily love flipping houses. I don't necessarily love dealing with tenants. I don't know. Not necessarily, you know. I mean, we help a lot of people, but my business is helping people. So my clients, I teach them how to flip. I teach them how to invest. I teach them how to become millionaires. I teach them how to retire. I mentor kids. I volunteer in high school. I work with little kids. That's so that's really what I do. And that's Like, right now, I'm building a community center in Killeen. You come back out here, in a couple months, you'll see it going up. It's named after my mother, who was a teacher, and it's an education complex. Because the city needs it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have bought a Rolls Royce. Now I'm building something so the kids have something. Because that's who I am as a person. Um, So I think that's a little bit about me. So do
0: you... So, um... Uh, so another, like, interesting topic, and when you talk about real estate and, like, being in the place of education, have you ever thought about, like, um, or do you do, like, when you do real estate or when you do some of your properties, are some of your properties, like, low-income properties? Do you try to keep that in mind when you're in certain ple- certain areas or certain places? Majority of my stuff is low-income.
1: Colleen is, like, it's rough. Colleen is military town, a lot of low-income housing here. We're actually gentrifying the neighborhood i would turn the camera so you can see the um the map but basically we buy in in a part of town nobody wanted to touch for years we're flipping those houses and we're building it up now i got the idea from brooklyn when i grew up the places that you could go right now and get five dollars a month and you can't walk down unless you need somebody in that block. so I, I experienced gentrification and now i'm a part of it the key for me is to make sure that we or the community is able to maintain it because we can gentrify and benefit from that transition. But it just depends. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of reasons that I've experienced by people. It just beat in the head. And that's what fear is all about. It's really about, can't do real estate it takes too much money it's too hard i don't know somebody is this is that it's too far and real estate is really really easy to jump into and i offer those services to people and i have young people retiring and older people retiring. just changing their lives that's what i do no but i so had a
0: question you when you started because you said you no. you retired no. from the school at 37 right all right dante i got you and then capri i got you okay, okay. No, I want to go back to the gentrification real quick. You said that um, that you're a part of the gentrification. Now I know that a lot of people look at gentrification as a bad thing um, because a lot of people feel like it displaced people and you know move like a lot of black people because usually it's a lot of black people that's in low income areas. Now the areas that you're flipping, are you making it affordable for black people to still live there, or is it like what's your target market when you do that?
1: My clients. Uh, if you look, like, we follow each other on Instagram, right? look at my followers. Who's my followers? People like us, young people, 22-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 30-year-olds, all different races. I'm not going to not deal with somebody because they're not black. But if, like, right now, your audience is, is what, majority black? Well, maybe minority? Uh, majority women? I don't know. But if I put out, and, like, all right, let's go back to um, stimulus checks. And this shows you how people are beating ahead. I said, look, $1,200, if you give me 500 I that could be 5%, 600 percent. 6 700 all the way up to 12% if you invest $1,200. Now, most people was getting the $600 over and above what they were already getting. Remember, I'm from New York, so most us are jobs. They got a free $1,200. You I want to invest. I want to invest. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'll give you 12% for that $1,200. These houses out here sometimes are thirty, forty thousand dollars. So you're talking about six thousand dollars down and now you're a a landlord with the mortgage. I could get into those numbers if you really want to talk. And people wasn't doing it, but they were supposed to speak So I'm not I'm I used to, and this is in the book. I used to be the dude like I'm gonna reach out, I'm gonna reach out, I'm gonna reach out, I'm gonna reach out. Now there's seven billion people on the earth. There's enough people who, who want to get the information who will reach out and and gravitate so my answer is a a mixture of people own these properties we do rent to own i do keep people in houses if you look at my website you see success stories so yeah i always try to give back first and i do have a rent to own program so we have people that are successful my my afternoon was calling around because we we don't we used to do property management we don't do it anymore so we're transitioning and one of of the people contacted me today was like i'm gonna get evicted because I have a $400 bill and I was like, they're going to evict you, let me work this out. And long story short, she's not going to get evicted and that's not even my tenant anymore. So I do that type of stuff. You know, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I would love for these people to stay in the house to show them how to pull equity, buy a second one and then they own both of their houses and they go to each other. I would love to do that. But people have to stop being afraid of what they think they know or with somebody who's never done what I've done. Let them tell them why it's not going to work which happens all the time. Now, Capri asked me about when I had my first investment. So my first piece of real estate, I was um, 19, 18, 19, 18, 18, something, 18. My first investment property, I was 22. That story's in the book. I bought my first investment property with credit cards. Okay. How was that? You want to tell you about that story? Whatever y'all want. I'm answering short so y'all can ask the questions, but I could elaborate. I just don't want to.
0: No, that's fine. I want to know how that was because I've never heard of anybody buying an investment property with a credit card. It's pretty dope, right? So (laughs) it's—I mean, at twenty-two, it's probably dope if you can figure out how to do it and then continue to to do it. You know what I'm saying? And not make it something that's like a permanent thing. That's where I would get concerned about it. I guess it's all math,
1: and these are the types of tricks I teach people. It's it's all math, right? So, and this 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 is in the book as well. When I when I was eighteen, I, I moved to Minnesota. My mom sent me away from Brooklyn, so I ain't getting trouble. Like the day before my graduation, I got into a fight in my life. So, um, I worked for a, a Fortune five hundred company. Rent was only six hundred. I was taking home over a thousand a week. I didn't know what to do my money. I would fly to New York to shop, send a book. just blowing money, blowing money. Um. I, um I had a bunch of credit cards and I had no bills. So long story short, I had an opportunity to go half on a property. And I actually just read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad and another book called OPM, Other People's Money. There's different strategies on how to get money if you don't have it yourself. So I was like, man, I got like forty G's worth of credit card Actually, at the time, I think I had like twenty five thousand in credit cards. So I applied for like four or five credit cards at the same time. That's before credit karma, before the stuff. So I was getting them before it really hit my credit. So I ended up with like fifty, sixty thousand in credit cards. I did a deal where all I needed was thirty five thousand. I cashed them out. They were all zero interest for twelve to eighteen months. Took my rent money, paid it back. Boom, boom. boom. I did a couple other plays. And then I just kept shifting the money around. And then basically after, I don't know, 12, 18 months, all those bills were paid off. And then I started reaping the benefits of my rent money. So what most people do is they get that money and then they go make a new bill. That's why I was like. I don't want to just talk too much. If y'all have a question about something else.
0: You're fine. Because I I get what you're saying. Because I know I get where you're going. Because Rich Dad Poor Dad teaches you that. It teaches you like to get not to start creating other bills, but not to create another bill until you have an asset that can actually pay off the bill. You know what I'm saying? And so until you're it is a what does he say it's an liability until something until it's no until it's to so what your asset, what your assets you have is, is actually paying for it. All right. So So he explains
1: a liability as anything that costs you money and anything that makes you money asset. So a lot of people think that their personal home is an asset because they think that they're building equity, when in fact, it's a liability. And I give this to some of my seminars. I won't give out too much right now, but I, I'll just tell you, anybody, if somebody told me right now, I want to go buy a house, I would talk to them for 10 minutes and talk them out of that because it's a terrible idea. I would never buy another house again for myself, ever again. But um, I would tell you to, to always invest first and then let that pay for your next bill. So back to delayed gratification, a lot of people, and I'm sure you know people like this, they make 30000 a year. They kill themselves. they in school. When I get this next job, life's going to be different. Everything's going to change when I get this next job. Then they make 50000 And then they make 50000 and what they're doing? Pay off debts, they get a better apartment, or they try to get a house, or they get a better car, or now they start getting this, that, and the third, you know, maybe more haircuts, maybe more of. And then they, their bills increase with their income. And they're always poor. And I'm going to use the word poor for a reason. Because poor is not here, and I'm touching my pockets. Poor has nothing to do with your pockets. Poor is all up here. Rich is not in your pockets. Rich is up here. It's a matter of how you conduct yourself or how you live your life. I know a ah. book, a story of somebody who got a million dollars, and within the calendar year, she she called me to, to help her with her money. And within a calendar year, blew her million dollars and could not make her her investment in October. Blew it. And it's Balenciaga out. All the Balenciagas. So many Balenciagas you couldn't imagine. And has no money right now. And nothing for so far.
0: Wow. That's a lot of people. A lot of people do that. And I always say it's not about how much you make. It's how much you have at the end of it. At the end of the month. To me, that's that's my mm-hmm. motto. It's not about how much you make because you can make a lot of money and then you spend it and you still don't have anything. The other part is, unfortunately, we don't really, we've never really, like, we don't teach, like, financial security. Like, that That comes, like, after every, like, typically in the, the average black person's life, that comes after you've blown through something, got bad credit, and then you, like, try to dig yourself out, right? That's typically how you you learn about finances, credit, set like you said, delayed gratification, like nobody, I think those are things that we should be teaching, like little kids, like delayed gratification, like, okay, so I get you on McDonald's, right? But we don't eat McDonald's every day. Maybe we eat McDonald's once a month. And what we do is we take your money that you learn, that you earn from the, from the lawn care, say, you know, what's I mean. we put it up, but you know, we can use a little bit of that money to buy the McDonald's that you get once a month versus, you know, you got to have this whenever you feel like you want it. Or like whenever you feel like you know this is just something you want, and I think that that's a, a lot of the reason why we end up here. Um, but you said she couldn't make her investment in October, so like that means that she spent up all her money. She got <laughs> like um, it's the siadas, exactly. <laughs> First class, bacon,
1: lobster parties, and you know, and and it's in the book. And I'm gonna say this: I retired 2019. Between twenty nineteen and now twenty twenty one, I've had so many resets, so many resets. I remember when it happened, I was like, "Damn!" Like I was mad because I was supposed to get fifty thousand off that deal, and I was counting that fifty because I was gonna buy another building and I flipped. Da out. I, I, I was ready, I was literally going to pick the fifty up to make another move. I was in another contract, and then got the call. Like, Yo, I don't have nothing. Maybe I could give you ten or twenty. I'm like, nah, It's fifty. What do you? Do? It's 50? And then in forty eight hours. Cause I got another 45, 42, something like that, forty two thousand, And um I made that deal, but you know, I had to leverage certain things to make sure I didn't drop that deal, didn't drop this deal. And I just finished paying that last thing off in December. Last year I paid off $733,000 in debt. So what happens is now and, and in the book, I felt bad for her. Cause she wasn't spending her money on like herself. She was spending money on other people, and people came out to Woodworks, and she's like depressed now, like has a problem, everything. And I know a few people that that happened to. Luckily for me, I've learned how to get money. So, like, I've learned how to manage a thousand, I've learned how to manage ten thousand. I've learned how, to... but when you get a million dollars, I don't know if I would have done any different. I probably would have bought a million dollar watch and just been like, I don't know, my judgment. <laughs> You know, that's in the book too. And I made my first hundred thousand in a day. I bought, but it's in the book. Bought a presidential, bought a Pima, invested it. It's in the book. When you first get money, especially, you don't know how to act because you didn't get any training on it. So I don't judge her. True. I I just hope that her story helps a lot of other people. Um, You know, it's
0: sad. What happened to her is very sad. It's unfortunate. But it's the same with like a lot of celebrities um they get big deals and don't really know what to do with it they blow it um so it's really about educating yourself on um, situations like that and learning how to manage just learning because i think when i i moved out at 17 and i promise y'all when i first moved out i got me a car Remember, i got me that little Kia Sportage. you know that i probably shouldn't have had that car baby i'm living out by myself taking care of my own bills By the time them bills kicked in, baby, and that car payment, I was like, you know what? I ain't going to be able to do this. I don't know what I was thinking. I promise you, by the time I was, like, 20, 21, I had to file bankruptcy that freaking early. That early, just to kind of get like stuff, you know, and I end up getting everything situated, because, you know, probably, I think, when I was 26, 27, I bought my house, but still. You know what I'm saying? If I would have knew, like, if they had classes or something, like, in school, because my grandma heard about credit all the time, because my grandma, you know, my grandma's credit was perfect, but she never, like, educated me. You know what I'm saying? This is what to do. This is how to do it. You know, she made sure that, you know, I did what I need to do, like, put this back for her. But, you know, as far as bill-wise, you know what I'm saying? I just never got taught that, you know, early on. So, when I moved out, I was like, heck, yeah. I'm your getting that kids- card. Your, your, your
1: kids got credit cards?
0: No. I don't mm-hmm. even have credit Why not? My you said I, why not it, why well they got a be I, I mean okay so let me say this i say she doesn't she's an authorized user on one of my credit cards um but she doesn't actually have a credit card yet um and i will let her have a credit card eventually but i'm afraid of like what that will look like so um as we start kind of building towards that education of things then i'll give her a credit i'll let her get a credit card but i just feel like right now um, she's still kind of learning the like the whole loops and the the turns of like what that looks like now now we do talk about like um how much the utilization is on the credit card that she's the authorized user on um we do talk about like um what that looks, how that affects her credit ways that you know to kind of keep the interest low to get in, low interest and how to you know what you should and shouldn't use and those kind of things we do talk about that kind of stuff um i just haven't let her get a credit card yet um okay no go ahead i I was just gonna say the same thing my daughter she's an authorized user but i just did it for the purposes of building her credit but the reason why i haven't encouraged her to get a credit card is because i don't um feel like she controls her like checking account very well and so i just i just want her to be able to manage that a little bit better before she starts getting credit cards and things like that and not being able to manage that well
1: this is my this is my opinion on it and um like, my daughter's going to be 15 in a couple weeks. And um, she bought her first property. She was 11. She had her first credit card, when She was 10. Now, why is that? I may ask you guys a question. Name one thing that's important in your life that you learn how to do without experiencing it. I'll wait. Okay, take your time. Probably not a lo- Probably nothing. <laughs> nope you don't right know how to walk by somebody saying, she's going to fall. Let me, now she can walk. You don't know how to speak. You don't know how to drive. You don't know how to read. You don't learn how to do anything that's significant. Yet, it's, and I'm not, and I'm saying this, I love this conversation. Because this right here is refreshing for me. Maybe there's a shift, right? There's a reset. in your thinking, you have apprehension, you have a fear of. And what is the definition of fear? fear Is not technically a real thing. Fear is not tangible. Fear is an emotional response to a perceived stimulus. So what that means is you're afraid of what you think is going to happen. Now I'm not saying it's certain things you know you shouldn't be mindful of. But what I'm saying is if you know that your children can get hurt by getting into X amount of debt, well then why not get them a secured card for five hundred dollars? Where the worst thing that they could do is mess up 500. They're not going to end up in bankruptcy. They, they have to learn. Like, you, you know, you got to skin your knee. Right. Now, if your daughter's checking account, yeah. let her bounce a couple of checks. It's a, bounce a checks is fine. That don't mess up your credit. Let her bounce a couple of checks. Let her miss something.
0: You know what I'm saying? Let her pay for this debt. Yeah. I like that. I understand. I get that. And that makes sense. It makes a whole. And I think that that's also like something that like um me and my sister really were, were were talking about that earlier today because like my daughter um has not had to experience any loss like nothing like so I think part of the problem is is there's always a safety net there's always somebody there to fix it but well, that's not really life. And so, like, I I think that we've kind of given her this safety net that doesn't allow her to problem solve. And so when there's things that she needs to be problem solving through, we, I get upset, not we, I get upset because I'm like, well, why didn't she think that through? Well, she didn't think it through because she's never had to exercise that muscle to have to think it through. And so, um... I just literally had the conversation today and was like, I'm going to have to start pulling off of her a bit more. It makes me uncomfortable because, like you said, I have a fear of what will happen. But I think part of it is I do have to, at some point, the fear of what's going to happen might actually happen because she doesn't know how to do it versus it happening and then fixing it because, um, you know, we're in a position to fix it at this point versus, you know, trying to... Call her to through it and then just putting it out there and then like oh like you said oh you're gonna fall you're gonna fall here go walk like yes you're gonna fall at that point you know what i'm saying so i think that that's a huge I, i i like that thought process but yeah i was just talking about that today so yeah i like it too and i think that the thing is we're projecting our fears off on you know our experiences you know, off on them and what we think is going to happen. But I do like what you said about the security credit card. I, I hadn't even thought about that idea of it getting our security credit card and kind of let her manage that. I definitely like that idea. But I think like she said it is like a safety net. And it's, it's part of like being a mother, too. You don't want your, your child to make mistakes. You don't want your child, child to, you know, get into things that we've done and been through. You know, but like you said, you're not going to learn if you don't experience it. Right. And we pamper. We pamper our babies. They they pretty, you know, pampered for sure. You know what I'm saying? We bumped out. We didn't. We been at their age. We probably been that kind of, but we didn't bump our head. You know, by that time, so they they ain't never had no issues or no thoughts of what they gonna do. They car break down. We getting it fixed. You know what I'm saying, girl? And my grandma was like, uh, "You better you better work that job." You know, I don't know what you gonna do with that paycheck, baby. But you better get that fixed. And I, I'm just going to fix it's his car girl we gotta i guess we do need to let him bump the head at least and yeah then, but i guess the other part is we're not that bad off <laughs> great that's the problem you guys are too good parents yes yeah, so we did good, good. Well, i mean so we made we made mistakes we bumped our heads right but we still made it we're okay granted we may not be where we feel like we're supposed to be you know what i'm saying but we're okay like we still made it past that part and i think that what, what the worst could be is that we are creating these adults who may not, like, who may be worse off. We're talking about 30, you in your 30s, and you That's just not bumping it. your head, or you can't figure it out, or you ain't ever, your problem is not there because I've always been there to clean it up. So okay. it may be that we need to let them bump their heads and kind of fall. And You know what it is? We live in a microwave society.
1: Everything is instant gratification. Everything is Instagram. There's an instant response. Social media, this, that, and the third. We didn't have that, you know. Back in the days, you know, you want to talk to a girl, you, talk, you got that one shot, that one. <laughs> one like before, before, call ID, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody's mom pick up, you got to hang up. Or somebody calling my mom, be the back. I was a mom. Sorry. Like, so kids have everything at their fingertips. You want to answer? You Google it. And and if you look at that, a lot of children. I mean, there's other reasons for this too. I'm really, I'm really, really. Like surmising it. but what I'm saying is is a lot of times that's why we have children who have so much anxiety and so much depression because they have no coping skills. And what what happens in our society and and this is not an opinion. I'm saying this based on data, right? We all know suicide anxiety, that's all risen. That's factual and it's not relative to the growth in population. It's exceeded, right? So it's, so it's not just by numbers, it's by by percentage as well. That being said, we are also in a situation where bigger corporations have learned how to string us along so that we can have more than we should have faster. Like people, and I'm not judging anybody for it, I'm just saying, you can finance an iPhone. Like, finance a phone? You, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, back in the days, you couldn't even finance a car. Leasing is a relatively new idea. So what's happened is we've been allowed to drive the nice car. They have apps and, and websites where you could borrow a purse. And, like, you know, like, I want a Louis bag. I can't afford it. So I'm going to rent this one for two weeks for $30, and I can take my pictures and get the likes on Instagram and send it back. Or have two and look at, like there's there's so many things that we have now that didn't exist 20 30 years ago to make us feel good about ourselves in the moment so we don't have to work for it to actually earn it and and that's and that's a staying power and our kids are growing up in this they don't know anything else we know both sides so i think it's critical i think it's critical to make sure that that we're having these kind of conversations, that we're we're putting ourselves and our children in the right network of people, and um yeah, like I said, let them fall. Let them, the worst thing that can happen is they owe somebody some money. It's the worst thing.
0: I bought houses. Yeah. It's like let them learn. Let them learn about credit cards. That's true. How did the daughter get a credit card at ten years old though?
1: I leveraged it. Put the, put the cash down. There was nothing. And it was her money. Okay. You just co-signed for it. It, it. it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the story about her, I'm not, I don't think I put this in the book about her, but I talk about it, like, when when, when I'm talking about like parenting stuff, Um, I never bought my daughter a birthday gift. Never. Not once. Never, ever. Never bought her a Christmas gift. Not once, ever. Never did it. For what? She had a million of them she always had that stuff. It's not like she didn't have stuff. But when it came time to her birthday, I always gave her money. And then anybody else who gave her money, I would never let her spend it. When she was young, I'd make her save it. And she would make her little deposit slips. Like, I got pictures, like, backwards letters and, like, little hands. So then she started to learn what it was like going to the bank. And then another thing, which is a small tangent, like, we grew up with money. Like, I don't know how old y'all are, but I remember when you had, like, 50 cents, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Right? So, we're in a cashless society, primarily. So, kids don't know what it feels like. Like, I remember back in the days growing up, and like, not I never sold drugs. Like, I don't want to make it seem like that. I was never never drunk But I always like, got money. Put it out there. Never sold drugs. But I would make four or $500 a day. I'm 13, 14, 15. And I would come home with a brick of money. How you get the money? You know, it's not hundreds. We you know people, hundreds was tens, 20 singles, whatever. And um, you come home with a nod of money and then it's time to buy something. you're like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. You, there's and there, there's a reason why, and I'm going to go back to my other point, but this is something else too, just for people who are listening to writing gems down. Psychologically, there's a difference that happens in your, neurologically when you put in a chip in a card, or when you take money out and you count it out and you. Psychologically, it's way easier to do that because it's, it's, it's a disassociation. Yeah. Right. Because you don't see it. Your money goes in the bank. You never see your cash anymore. But anyway, back to my daughter. So she started getting to that point. And you know, when she had enough money in the bank, billy was really really low. You could buy a whole house, thirty five hundred dollars. A whole house, no mortgage. Buy thirty five hundred dollars, forty five hundred dollars. Google is documented. I'll send you some pictures. And long story short, she had she had you know some money in the bank. And I was like, come on, let me talk to you. I, do you do not? And long story short, she made the agreement to buy a building in Philadelphia that's now worth like a half a million dollars. So, like, what happens is, she, I couldn't just say this is a good investment for her. I said, look, do you know what renting is? And she said, "No, nah, I don't know what renting is. I said, well, and I gave her this whole analogy about how much money she could make if she gave out her video games. She said, I want to do that all day. And so she did it. And I said, "Wouldn't you rather have people go to work to give you money than you having to go to work to get your money?" I said, "Yeah, I want to do that now." That's how she gets her allowance. Nice.
0: She
1: buys her own stuff. I don't buy her really. I mean, I still give her money, of course. But like, she has everything she wants. She has a three family in Philly. Like, fifteen. What, what is she? What, what can't she buy? 15, 14, maybe fifteen. What can she buy? You know. So and we and we, So do
0: you manage that
1: for her? Manage the day in and day out? Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's easy. You know, anybody could. She could pay a property manager for 10%. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, she she understands this the premise of it. You know what I'm saying? Money in versus money out. Um, But anybody could do that. There's towns all across America. Maybe OKC, okay, maybe I got to come out there Maybe I got some deal. I'm sure that there's places in, in anywhere middle town in Middletown America where $5,000 will get you into a deal. But people just don't know how easy it is. They think it's so grandiose, and it's not. It's so simple.
0: So you teach that information
1: uh, um in your workshops? I see you have a, a fear workshop. Mm-hmm. Well, fear workshops, yeah, absolutely, that's what it is. But I also have clients for like through HA Homes. Fear workshops is like something that's kind of novel. But um, yeah, that's what my workshops are about. We talk about whatever you need to talk about. I will set up a workshop and I will fill up the room. Hold on, so you can come to Oklahoma City
0: and do that? Uh, you want me to come up, Bring me out. The only thing that stopped me was COVID. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, we'll have to do
1: that. I've never been to OKC. Give me a reason.
0: I go. I don't look you have fun in Oklahoma tonight. <laughs> it's it's small it's small town, like um, not as small as Kleene. But it's a little bigger than Kleene, but not as big as Brooklyn. It's kinda got that middle, that mid um, like that middle um. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? That middle vibe. Like, it's kind of, kind of, it's not really Dallas, but it's, like, a smaller Dallas. I guess you can say that. Which like,
1: I was trying to say
0: that. Which I eat out there. Um, <laughs> what do we eat out here? <laughs> we eat a lot of everything. It depends on what we you like. Um, we don't have a true, like, dish in Oklahoma. Right. I was wondering. Um, I mean. Okay. I'm just asking. But, I mean, we have, like, you know, we got... Chicken. We got wings. We got pork chops. <laughs> let's, mm-hmm. let's see. I'm, I'm gonna say chicken wings, pork chops from uh, hold on, Prince Hall. We got um, fish. We got. I mean, we got pretty a little yeah. bit of everything,
1: I mean, but we don't have like of a, but no, nah, signature no signature dish. No signature dish. So, all right, cool. Well, I will come anyway. I will come take some pictures. i will I go to a game or something. But yeah, well, I'm. Listen, if y'all want me to come out there. We can talk when we get off this. I'll show y'all how we can put something together. Everybody makes money, and we actually give back, and everybody gets something. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. And you'll see that with it. And again, like, really, really, go back. Look look at some of my stories. I'm telling you, like, with a tax return, you know what you can do with a tax return? Like, the, the problem is that nobody, it's not that people don't think about it. Y'all thought, thought about it, right? Capri was like she was just talking about it. It's not that y'all are not doing it. I always make this analogy because I like the gym. You ever see somebody like, I'm going to do it myself, and they work out by themselves, and they be in the gym forever, and they don't really get any real results? And it's like, why don't you just hire a trainer? Like, just, just, to, just to learn some stuff. And you hire a trainer, you learn two or three little things, and then you don't need the trainer anymore, and then you do it, and then you make a gains. So I think what happens a lot of times is people are afraid to spend money on themselves to catapult them into another atmosphere because they're afraid of too good to be true. Meanwhile, this person has $100 million. Oh, well, they, there's a reason why. And this person, you see them climb? Oh, well, that's just a one-in-a-million chance. And it's every reason why it can't be you. And it's so easy that it could be you. I've did data on how many millionaires you know one in twenty-three people in Texas is a millionaire? One in twenty-three. Oh. Dang, that's a lot. I
0: it's
1: a millionaire. You know how many million million a million dollars don't mean nothing no more. Like a million dollars, is nothing. Right. It's so it's so easy to become a millionaire. And it's so easy to start building your wealth and, and having your kids live a crazy lifestyle. People are just afraid. I'm scared you're gonna take my money. All right, let's say I take your money. Let's just say I, you lose five G's. Let's just say, which is really hard in real estate, right? Because it's public record. Like, you can't, it's not a car. It's not a title. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not gonna like sell you a bag or a gold chain. Like, I just think people gotta like just lose that apprehension, and and you waste money on so many other things.
0: Like, you know what I'm saying? So why not? that's the part. That part. That that waste the money on so many other things. I think sometimes you. Like, um, there are times that I've gone back and been like, dang, I spent this much on, like you said, that whole idea of like, that's why I don't like swiping cards and ordering online. Because like swiping your card and ordering online, like you said, it takes away from the have to give it. You get what I'm saying? Because once you count out money, you think about how much you counted out regards to that but thinking about how much money you spend on stuff and you'd be like dang i could have bought this or i could have bought that or i could have you know put this in this in this investment or you know um but i don't think we always think about that kind of thing um people probably waste about ten thousand dollars a year just on stuff that's just on frivolous stuff Over probably well over yeah so i kind of got a different mindset on that when i get cash in my possession i want to spend it okay but but how about just
1: watch. what do you spend it on?
0: Uh just whatever. I might go up, run it on cue and go to go buy a pop. I mean I'll just be wanting to spend it. Cause I am a good saver. Huh? you're not giving money and being like, I
1: need
0: Louie. Like give me Louis.
1: You're not red soda? Like buy soda like you know, like no, we gotta get a 7-Eleven again. Like you gotta get a girl. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, this is this is what I'm trying to say. And, and I said it earlier in the interview. I don't purport to know everything, and I don't speak for everybody. There's a spectrum, like everything else in life. Right. But we gotta go with stereotypes, right? A stereotype is something that's true eighty percent of the time. If you take four, Amer- five Americans, four of them are broke poor. Poor. They're poor. Their mindset is messed up. And if you give them cash, by statistics and by psychology, the way that it works, if you gave them $10,000 let's say, if it was in an account that they never actually got to see the money go in and never physically touch it, they'd spend that 10000 way faster and not know where it went. Yeah. You would know I spent this on soda because you have the experience of doing it. You have a comment like, where did that money go? What did I even buy from Amazon? Like, you don't yeah, get yeah. to touch
0: the money you're, you're right money from it you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right yeah Yeah. when i do get like a large sum of money in my hands i have to go deposit in the bank because like i said it'll leave it i just because you spend a hundred dollars and now you got 20s you spend the 20 now you and it's like hey i just had a hundred dollars they only got forty dollars where the six you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so for me whenever i have cash i have to go deposit And that's why i make a habit of that like if you know, I get money from somewhere or whatever, I immediately go to the bank and deposit it. Because if, if I hang on to it, it's like, okay, I'm about to go out. Let me grab this 20. Let me, you know, so. What kind of account do you put in? Um, I have a checking and I have savings, but I have I have a few accounts. All right. So,
1: but it's a high interest or a low interest or moderate interest bearing
0: account? What is it? Half a it's just a regular mm-hmm. savings, so it's not very much. Um, uh, I'm not making much on it at all. So check this out.
1: This is something a lot of people don't know, too. Like, you know,
0: inflation.
1: Yeah. On average, every year, inflation is 3%. So what that means is, if you're getting a quarter of a percent every year, you're losing 2.75% of your So the longer you have your money in savings, the more money you lose, you're actually losing money every day. So that means if you have 10000 in the bank, 100000 in the bank, you know, it goes exponentially. It hurts you more. And that's one of the things that, Again, it has nothing to do with dollar signs. It just has to do with the mentality. Rich people versus poor people don't do. I never put my money in a bank account. Like I, would, I, would, I can't. If my money is not... That's what this logo is, right? Busy money. If your money's not working for you, you're not using money the, the correct way. And and this is not... Um, that I'm just... I want y'all to start looking at it like that. Like, hold up. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Can I do? And those small changes, they grow. It, it, it just, it compounds on itself. You know what I'm saying? And that stuff becomes energetic, and it, it just, it goes out, and you'll see, like.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I'm a great saver, so I am um, changing my mindset in that regard, as far as um, investing more. Sure. So, um, like, when I got a raise, for example, like, I had the, month, like the difference going into a different account, and I kind of play with stocks with that money, because I'm trying to more money. So, I do have a I am trying to change my mindset, trying to get into, you know, the properties and things like that to where my money makes money for me. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but people still, I still feel like people kind of need to save somewhat, have like a little safety net, emergency fund, something.
1: But I agree with that, but this is what I'm trying to say. Why can't your safety net be high yield? Why can't your safety net be something that's going to benefit you? Like, we don't have, like a lot of things, banking hasn't caught up with 2020. But people who really make money, they're ahead of the curve, and that, that's why they don't put their money in certain types of things. And it's not that you have to have so much money, just like stocks. Maybe five or ten years ago, people thought that you had, had to have millions in stocks. Whoa, hey, stocks are cheap. It's it depends on what you're buying. You know, it's just the thing about stocks. Um, in my opinion, is that it's I don't do stocks, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying what I don't do. Because long-term stocks only get you eight or nine percent. And let's say you buy shares, let's say you buy shares in Pepsi, let's say you buy shares in whatever Tesla, whatever it is, those those stocks are 100 dollars dollars So even if you put in a thousand, you only own you only own five. So if it goes up 10% relatively, you didn't make that much money. Where like a Warren Buffett buys a hundred thousand shares, he goes up 10%, he made 10, 15 million. You know, so it's different. I like real estate because on a bad day I make 20%. On a regular day, you do probably 400%, 500% a year because we're flippers. So, you know, there, there's different things that you could do, but I think it's good to learn stocks because you learn about the exchanges or you learn about investing in companies. But I think that don't close your mind to real estate is all I'm saying. That, that's all I'm trying to say. And don't think it's oh, too hard. Right. There's three of y'all. Y'all could get something today. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: And it'd be like, yeah. wow, we can get 30% on our money and And no, my mind isn't close to real estate. It's, and and I feel like this conversation was kind of like confirmation for me. I'm actually really um appreciating this conversation. So. Hold on. the crazy part is this is kind of we all just had the, the some some confirmation, and then for him to come in and have this conversation, it gives us more confirmation. <laughs> um,
1: you, you know what else too? but oh, you gotta remember we got an audience, yeah,
0: right.
1: so the audience, some of the people tuning in is. That, that are gonna see this on YouTube. Or later, this this is gonna be their first experience to y'all, to me, to us. And we got we gotta remember that we are talking to them too, because some of them are not as as fortunate as you guys. Like, my right? Aunt, um, because she has a house. You you know what I'm saying? Like even after a bankruptcy, some people are getting ready to head towards bankruptcy, and they, they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Dante's like, oh, I got my you know whatever I do this, I got my house. There's people who aren't even homeowners. You know what I'm trying to say? like, Or they, or they can't have a conversation. They, they didn't get far enough where they could say, I put my daughter on as a co-signer. They didn't even have credit. They didn't have a credit card. You know what I'm saying? So, every is levels to all of this. And um, I'm going to listen. So, hold up. just Let me ask, because we're going to document this. Do any of y'all own, own investment property right now?
0: Yes. I do one. Want-
1: you own one? You own one? So Capri, we gotta get you rental. Gotta get you rental before the end of this year. Let's try that. Okay. All right. Okay. So we and then we'll get back. We'll talk and we'll make sure that that happens. And then, okay. Now, Dante and um, Mika, we gotta get you like at least another one or two.
0: Yeah, that's my goal. I want two this year. I've, I've actually been looking. I've been trying uh, at least two this year. I've been, um, I don't know. I've been looking. It's, it's some hard market out here right now.
1: Let's talk, cause this is the best real estate market for investors that has been in like twenty years, since the last boom, this last bubble, 2006, 14, 15 years.
0: I mean, I don't know how it is there, um, but in Oklahoma, it's just not like a whole lot of houses available. So maybe stay south outside of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we gotta talk nationwide. Like he just the, said his daughter about a about a what is it, a property in Philadelphia? I don't live in
1: Philadelphia. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't. I, I I'll say this. Everywhere I invest, in some other places, I always keep a property for myself. Like, because I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I always got to be able to, you know, get in and out. But I I never really had any real interest in being in Philly until I saw the market. And then I had somebody bring me in. And and I, listen, let me not say it like, I'm. Like, oh, I'm so comfortable with everything in life. How did I get comfortable? I was in a circle. And one of my friends was like, Philly, and another friend and another friend. And I had one friend that I really trusted. And he had money. And he was like, oh, why not? And we was like, all right, let's do it. And then it was like pennies on a dollar. And then it blew up. And now we know how to scout these properties. Maybe it's not OKC. Okay it, but maybe there's something that, and maybe, maybe you've covered everything correctly. In it. Maybe it's time to leave that market. Or maybe there's another way to go about it that maybe you're not privy to. It just me. Um, last year, I learned about wholesaling. I've been in real estate like 14, 15 years. I just learned about wholesaling last year. I killed it with wholesaling last year. And it was just something new. And now I have this thing where it's called a house hack. I can't, you would never say that on TV. I would never give away that trick. But basically, I give people free houses. And I charge them $5,000 for the favor. And I got 70 clients right now lining up to try to get them. I can't find those houses fast enough. But you get a whole free house. Free house. It's free but anyway so there's different things me i mean, I've learned it you might be able to do that in in OKC you just don't know who to call and
0: what to say yeah and I actually learned about wholesaling a while ago at a, um at a real estate seminar and I, I thought about that too tell me about wholesaling. um you pretty much buy a property and you sell it to another investor for like a very low amount so say you make like a quick five or 10000 on it. That's what I know about wholesaling. All right, but you don't buy it. You don't, that's, the, that's the trick to the wholesaling. You don't buy it. You're like you're, the middle, like... Yeah, you're
1: the, yeah. You're the middle. Yeah, yeah you're the middle. and
0: then you sell it to another investor. Right. That's not an easy.
1: The, the process is... It's like becoming a millionaire. or Becoming a billionaire, even better. I, I heard this before. It's really easy to become a billionaire. All you got to do is find something that costs $1 and sell it a billion times. That's, that's
0: as easy as to become
1: a billionaire. The hard part it's, is... Right? It sounds easy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, it's the hard part easy. is selling it. No, but the it's hard part is you know, finding the clients, finding something, right? Find, that's the hard part. The, um, or the easy thing, or the way to become a billionaire is to find a problem that a billion people have and solve it. You got to solve a big problem to become a billionaire. You don't know a billionaire to solve a small problem. got to have a big problem, you got to fix a big problem to become a billionaire. But um, in terms of wholesaling, though, and, and I say this because, you know, there's like gurus. Wholesale is so easy. It's, you don't need any money. All you got to do, who do you know that you can walk up to right now and say, look, let me get your house for a discount price, and I'm going to sell it to this person. Well, who, do you, who do you know that's ready to buy that house from you? So when people sell that wholesale idea in terms of like they're selling it at a seminar, a lot of times they do that because they're already on top and they make money off the education, not off the wholesale market. I was lucky in wholesale because I already had clients because I was already flipping and I was already wheeling and dealing. So I was able to get properties cheaper and then knock price off the top so I could sell them faster. I already had the market. So um, a lot of times I tell people that if they want to try to do wholesale, you can spend some time, but most times it doesn't work out in the first 90 days because you don't have anybody to buy it. Even if you find somebody that's willing to give it to you, you don't have somebody to buy it. And, that, and that, that's where the problem comes in there. But listen, I know you guys are, are going to continue to, uh, maybe we could do something. We, I, I'm open to that. Like, I need to be an OKC. I need a new market. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to come see out there. it has got to be a part of OKC that's underdeveloped. It gotta. Be. It's the part that's underdeveloped, but there's a lot of people tapping into that
0: underdeveloped part at exactly. this point right now.
1: I see.
0: It is. So that's, where the, that's why it's gotten so hard, because there, if you were to catch Oklahoma City maybe about 10 years ago, it would have been great, because that's the market that needed to be, like, where it was. But every but but we're 10 years later, and people have discovered that it's a, the, the gym,
1: so they're digging right. it
0: up, so now it's no longer like the gym. Now it's like, um, or now it's the actual jewel. You know what I'm saying? So now, getting into it and finding houses in that space is a little bit harder. Getting into that real estate in those areas is really a lot harder because people have not realized, oh something that's probably worth about $10,000 in all actuality if you look at it, the property's horrible blah 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 blah. I can sell this for $35,000 now because you're going to probably make about $200,000 off of it if you get it in place. You get what I'm saying? So that's kind of the market in Oklahoma City now um, because it's up and coming flying demand, the demand is a demand so. is a little bit high, yeah.
1: And that has have the demographics changed because over the last ten years because of that? Have you watched that trend? Yep. So it's turned over its five dollar muffins now? Is that the <laughs> <percent
0: of money>? <laughs> <laughs> now they're not they're not hundred percent in five dollar muffins yet? All
1: right, okay. All
0: right. Now you probably like you could probably catch a couple of things that still ain't flipped over yet. Um, a couple of places that haven't flipped over yet, they're not hundred percent at five dollar muffins yet, but give it about another ten years, we'll be at five. To, we'll be at dollar muffins. Yeah, three dollar coffee right now. Yeah, three dollar coffee. <laughs> all right, <here's> here. <laughs> so, um, what what is the name of your book for it, people that every fear and reset? Okay, and where is
1: it available? You can get that on fearworkshops.com. You can check us mm-hmm. up on. Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. You can buy them off of any of those platforms or Fear W-K-S-H-P, short for Workshop.
0: Okay. So we you got to get you on the I'm sorry? I was trying to write it down. You said Fear W-S-H-P. What'd you say? Workshop
1: W-K-S-H-P.
0: Okay. I got it. Okay.
1: So y'all also gift. Oh, yeah. So, but it's three of y'all. So we gotta figure it out when we get off the camera. We'll talk about that. But somebody's getting the book. Okay. Okay. At, at okay. The very least, if not, like I said, I will work some out. The book really isn't about making money. The book was about making myself more accessible to people that couldn't cover the consultation fee. Okay. 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 And okay. I just lowered the book. The person who helped me put it together, like not put it together. I wrote it, did all that stuff, and I was like, you want to edit it. And so she did the editing. She was like, you could charge twenty-five for this book. And I was like, nah, I don't want to charge twenty-five for the book. It's like it's a book. Why would I charge $25? She she's like, You can know. And I was like, all right, cool. I ended up getting my my purchase cost cut in half. So when I got my purchase price cut in half, I cut the price in half. So the book I think is like 14, 15. The the ebook is four ninety-five. Like, this is about making it accessible. Like, it's yeah. not about Trying to become a millionaire off of book sales—that is not the goal. The book is so y'all can have, like, bird. Like he did that, so I could try this, and it, it's, that's all. It's really about it's giving out education, and information, and it hopefully it motivates somebody. Okay. Um, <laughs> where are your platforms? what platform? Are
0: you? What, what platform? Sorry, uh, no, I'm sorry. What was you saying, okay? Oh, I forgot. Um. No, I just want to know.
1: How did you hear about us? I have an office manager, a social media um, assistant, and that's her job. Her job is to get me in these conversations because one thing that I learned early on is you can't do everything great. And there's only 24 hours in a day. And the people who are the most successful, and I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about successful, they spend the bulk of the day doing what they love. So, I don't spend time on social media. So, Raquel reached out to y'all. Whoever answered it on the the podcast, whoever answered the Mocha T Instagram or whatever, Raquel reached out to y'all through whatever means that she did, and that's what she does. And her job is to get me as many interviews as possible. Now, we have so many of them. Now, her job is to do this and to do that and to do this. And we're just, you know, growing exponentially. So, I heard... So she tells me, do you want to be on this show? Do you not want to be on that show? Because we turn the shows down, too, just by the way. And I was like, three women from O.K.C., okay, let me see their papers. And I heard some of the content, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh this, this interview goes. Like, I want to see how it goes. So I, I don't look at all of them, but I do look at, you know, look at some. Because, you, you know, you want to, you know what I'm saying, like, you you want to make sure that that you're putting yourself in the right room too. Like there was some wild podcasts. So I'm like, I'm not talking to these people. Like not because there's something wrong with them. It just it doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? Like our, our audience and our conversation has. Them. That's all I'm saying. Like so that means. Like,
0: well, we it, 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 it. well, I'm glad you accepted. To be honest, it's definitely been a pleasure.
1: Same here. Like pleasure, the pleasure is mine as well. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm excited. I need y'all listen for real. I want it. I I want you are my reason to go to OKC.
0: We got you. Come up We OKC. got you. I was gonna say as soon as we finish recording, then we'll go ahead and we'll we'll talk about what that needs to look like. We can we got it. we got our calendars in front of us. We can work through all of that. Let's do it. Okay. Um is there any way where where can people get your book at?
1: Go on the website. I
0: repeat
1: it. I repeat it. It's not real repeat it. Um go to work go on to, um fear workshops with an S dot com. Okay. You can, it. you can Don't go on Amazon and buy it. Don't go on other websites and buy it. Don't pay $25 on Amazon when you can get it directly from me for 50
0: Okay. And that's what I was trying to make sure. Like, if it's, is it isn't on... So if somebody could go Google it, it's on Amazon, correct? Yeah, don't get it from Barnes & Noble.
1: Okay. And I'm not going to take it down from there. Because there's, like, people... Like, I did a podcast in Germany because somebody, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, heard about it. Because they bought it however it came up. Like, I'm not going to stop people that don't know me, to get the book. But if y'all got access, if you're hearing about it through this, don't go give the, and then they give me a dollar of the book. You know what I'm saying? Get it for me for half price. Save your money, and then let me do what I'm doing with that money and give back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what Amazon's doing with that money. You know what I'm saying? So um, Yeah, go directly to the website, or hit us up on Instagram, or Google us. H.A. Homes. we come up, no matter what it is. H.A. Homes. Or fear workshops, Google Hussein Abdullah, I come up pretty easily nowadays. So, um, yeah, you could you could definitely find us fear workshops. Okay,
0: and if somebody was interested in getting you to do a workshop, fear workshops,
1: hit us up, uh, call us, hit you up, okay. Yeah, all I right. Put stuff in the link or whatever it is, like, yeah, you could call you could call the office two five four three nine four four one one three. Go to office. If you Google Ha Homes, it'll come up. You'll see the Colleen office probably. Numbers of public. Like, you probably won't get me on the phone. Like, just off the top, just so you know. But you know what I'm saying. But I'm accessible. Like, I'm I'm pretty accessible. Yeah, I can. Okay. I wish if it wasn't for COVID, we'd be out there crazy. But um, I'm not. I mean, I've been opposed to it a little bit, but I thought I should jump on it. Probably, I probably start doing Zoom stuff. I just don't like. I'm like an a energy guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're in a little thumbnail, you know, you might be the person I really need to be talking to. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can't see you, you know? And now you've got a terrible, a terrible interpretation of what I'm doing. And I need to be able to feel the room. You know what I'm saying? So, but maybe I'll give Zoom a try for the right people. You know what I'm saying?
0: But mm, I do But well, would you do it if you could successfully social distance in the space? Yeah. I was supposed to do something, actually,
1: next, like, if you could scroll through my Instagram, we didn't take it down yet. I was supposed to do something here in Killeen for Black Business Week. Okay. It was supposed to be the event center over here. It was supposed to be a big room, couple hundred people, even socially distanced 100 people. Okay. And last minute, they was like, oh, we got to cancel it. You got to go do something in a restaurant. I was like, I'm not doing that. Why? Like, I already have so many people coming. Why would I tell all the people that not want to come? Y'all can't come. Only this select group of people would come. I'd rather just wait or you reach out to me and then we talk okay. about that. Like I I don't wanna do anything forced. Like I've been I've been through that. And at my at my part where I'm at in my career, um I give you like this. And yeah, if we gotta go, let me know however it, however it is. Like but but this is what I'm saying. There's people right now that's had a job. I hate their job. I hate their job. But they gotta go. There's nothing wrong with it. There is something wrong if you stay at that job you hate for 30 years. I believe personally that there's something wrong with that I could never do. That. But if it's a means to an end, then do what you gotta do. I don't judge people for that. Um, as long as you're giving yourself the same time at home that you're giving the quality at work. Because you gotta do something to get yourself out of that. When I first started in real estate, my goal was to make enough money to walk away from my job. So I did things that I didn't always necessarily love to get that money to walk away. Now that I was able to walk away, My goals changed. Last year, we had an amazing year. Now, I'm fortunate enough, thankfully, that I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. I don't do anything I don't want to do. And that's back to, like, Raquel. I don't want to answer my own phone, so I don't. I I, I don't wash my own car. Anything I don't want to do, I don't do. And that also creates jobs. Like, I don't cut my own grass. I would never cut my own grass. And if you like to cut your grass, that's fine. Some people use it for therapy, but that's not something I like to do. Um... And, and what I'm saying, what I'm getting to is that we only have a certain amount of hours in the day. So every day you have to maximize your time. People act like tomorrow's promise. Way right. too much. I do, right. oh, I'm going to do this. I could, I'm could. i going to chill all day. What you do all day? I watch TV all day. You watch TV all day? You ain't do nothing productive. You watch TV. You wasted a day like you got them like that? Nah. You only get about 20,000 days in your life. You go over here, it ain't that many days. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, 30,000 days. But anyway, what I'm saying is, man, I don't waste no time. So, like I said, if I'm on your podcast, it's because I wanted to be and I wanted to have fun doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's not about likes. It's not about... None of this stuff changes my day. None of it. None of it changes my day in terms of like, please get this many likes, so maybe none of that the book don't the, I've already done my work. It's in the book. I put in my years so I could be able to say I could do whatever I want. And um and I want y'all to all be able to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like hey. Uh,
0: hey. We're we, right. we tapping into that energy this year. We've I been know, saying yeah. 2021 is our year. Just start doing stuff. Like real talk. And I know we
1: be about to wrap up. This is my last message. If I if I if there's one thing I'll take from this, yo, just start doing stuff. Just start doing stuff. People too, too often are like, you know what, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm wait. I'm gonna wait till, and then when this comes through, then I'm gonna get it together and I'm gonna start. But I'm gonna plan. And then what I'm gonna do is when I figure it out, just start doing stuff. Let's do it. Go. Just, just do it. That's how you learn. You know how much money I spent on business school, what I call business school? You don't learn about flipping by reading books, you learn about flipping by flipping. You lose 10,000. Right. And then you make 30 over here, and then you lose five away And I learned about law by going to court. You go to court, it happens. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I learned about tenants. By having tenants, I learned about you got to experience life. And if it's not for you, leave it alone and walk away. And don't try to do 10 things. Don't try to be a tax accountant and try to be your plumber. Pay the plumber. Pay the tax person. If you braid hair, braid hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, pay somebody to do what they're good at so you can focus on what you're good at, so you can become great, and that's how you take off. When I put everything down and focused my energy on real estate, I quit my job. I didn't quit because I get paid. I retired from education. And again, I'm back in education. I made enough money in real estate so that I could start doing these workshops and stuff, and really start doing education again. That's why I, I hate real estate. If anybody asks, anybody sees me, I hate real estate. It's so boring. I hate it. But I like being people. <laughs> it's bricks. How much fun is bricks and paint and concrete? Like,
0: It's not fun. Well, yeah. not in- it's fun watching it come together. That's fun.
1: <laughs> and maybe real estate is for you. Real estate is not for me. Education's
0: for me. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I can't talk, teach people and talk to people because it's, it's like draining for me. Each until she get until you get a house with some with that with, with um, that has uh, doors that don't fit, <laughs> and you spending five hours trying to put doors on the house. Yeah, um, you'll be hell frustrated. She been through that. That's why I'm saying that because she had to do that in her own house. She changed out the doors in her own house, and the doors took her three days to get them changed. <laughs> put that time back, let that three days
1: be your three days to say, "Hey, pay to do sixty bucks."
0: <laughs> My boyfriend was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring it full circle. Now you didn't get your
1: cuddle time because he's over there fixing the door. Right. Hey, somebody, yeah. Nah man, like we gotta start doing better. And and doing better means maximizing our time. And that money, if it's about money, trust me, the money will come. You go ahead and be great at what you want to be great at and actually give back to this whole thing that we got going on here, and that energy will come back. Spend that time with your kids. It's in the book. I got a chapter about my daughter, and the whole chapter about my daughter is about how when I lived in the house with her, I only got, like, two hours a week of quality time with her. Had to drop her to the babysitter, have to pick up after school, so I could run around. And now I spend more money, more, more time with her now as a traveling person, because I can. Right. Let it go. You know, start doing it. I'm sorry. I get passionate.
0: I get passionate. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. We appreciate you joining us today. Mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. All righty. And um, everybody on Facebook, Instagram, we're out. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We are out. Peace. <laughs>